Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today on Brozog Ministries podcast and we are thrilled to have the one and only Pastor Brian Houston here with us. I'm so excited to have you Pastor Brian and today's podcast is brought to us by selfimpermit.com and if you have not uh, purchased this, please go to that website and get it for your kids. It is the only platform in America that teaches your students how to use a cell phone in a safe way and I'm honored to have our guest with us today, Pastor Brian Houston. Oh, my honor to be here. Thank God. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> are you going to be tough on me or are you no, going to go easy? Very easy. Very okay, easy. Okay. But but very powerful questions, I think, nonetheless. <laughs> you know, um, just having you speak for us on Sunday and just amazing seeing all the lives uh, that have been impacted and even the people just today that gave their life to Jesus. One of the questions I wrote down was, you know, what really do you think is the key to longevity? Uh, and is there anything in, you know, whether it's leading an organization, marriage, ministry, we see so many guys start and then finish so many people who are passionate at the beginning and then fizzle out and somebody like you just going the distance. Can you speak to how, how we can stay in the race and finish strong? I think, uh, the short answer is longevity means just keep turning up. Wow. Be the last man standing, be the last person standing. Uh, all of us across a lifetime are going to have our difficult days, our tough days, our days where it would be very easy to quit or look for another option. Right. But I preach today about purpose. When people really live with purpose in their heart, it gives you that, I think, wherewithal to be able to just literally keep turning up. And So good. You know, one thing about life that I've learned one thing which is actually two things one is life is short like here today and gone tomorrow the Bible talks about it as a vapor right life is short so if I had a two-point message the first would be life is short and the second would be life is long and it's a long time to keep our testimony it's a long time to not fall you know to not draw back it's a long time uh, to not get discouraged but when you've got purpose in your heart, you'll find a way wow. to keep going. You'll find a way to keep turning up. So, mm. yeah, there's no easy way to distraction except, sorry, to, to uh, longevity, except to just decide I'm here right. for the long term. I, I think, excuse me if I'm talking too much. No, I think all good. Uh, I think that you've really got to decide, though, that, cut off the options there is no plan b wow you know my life is about serving god full stop wow Uh, that's so good thank you so much and that's my heart is to go the distance so to sit down and be able to hear that from you man that just means so much um you know another question i i wrote down was you know they often say you know are leaders um, born are they made and just having a chance to sit down with you and um, see the amount of leaders that you have produced over the years in campuses, you know, nationally, internationally, and the culture to be so strong. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I feel like I've struggled with and many pastors that might be watching is, you know, how do we keep raising up that next generation and how do we keep empowering the next generation to move forward? Yeah. Well, um, I think, the great key is believing in people. Mm. You know, when you believe in people, you help them start believing in themselves. 
and you give them a sense of what God can do. So often, you know, us humans, we, 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 we find it difficult to believe that God can actually use us. And, or, you know, that uh, there's any more to my life than my natural gifting and right. talent. And one of the things about the anointing, it's like turbocharging your life. It'll take you beyond your natural ability. It'll mm. take you beyond your natural gift and talent. And God graces us for whatever it is he has. So when you, you believe in people and you get them believing in themselves uh, and you trust younger people, we talked about it a little last night, yeah. you, you trust younger people and you, you basically give opportunity to younger people. Well, over a long period of time, you, that investment pays a great reward. And I think one of the things that we've always done is worked with sons and daughters of the house. In other words, we haven't hired a lot of people in over all the years. Raised them up. Uh, in our church, we've raised them up. And the one thing about sons and daughters is uh, even when they don't agree with mum and dad, they tend to stay with mum and dad. Wow. And so I feel like believing in people, uh, working with those who truly are sons and daughters of the house and... Uh, just putting the investment into people that you can help people to go exceed and abundant and above whatever they could ever have asked or thought. Wow. So, um, now I'm, I'm 43. Where, where were you at 43? What were you, <laughs> what were you doing at 43? Well, I was pastoring our church. I think uh, at 43, uh, I used to um, have a, a uh, dream when I was in my thirties, it's probably a carnal dream, but I believed to have the largest church in Australia by the age of 40. Wow. And so we did that. In fact, we went 14 years without our own buildings, our own land, anything. We were just in rented facilities and we became, you know, the largest church in Australia, uh, even before we even had a church building or anything. At 43, I actually became the general superintendent of the Australian Assemblies of God. Wow. Uh, and then I was a renegade, so we changed the name to Australian Christian Churches. And so I, for 12 years, was president of the uh, Australian Christian Churches or Assemblies of God uh, from the age of 43 onwards. That's beautiful. That's so <laughs> fantastic. You know, we, we face some churches, uh, or hear from churches rather, that uh, some are growing, some aren't. Uh, obviously, after coming through COVID and just all the things that happened, especially here in Minnesota, um, what would you think or some or say to some of the differences between uh, the churches you see that are really growing and moving forward and those that, that just feel stuck? I think, uh, I think vision's probably the most important thing. Uh, one of the things I would say is a lot of pastors focus on the growth of the church. Mm where I believe you should focus on the health of the church because healthy things grow. And you know that scripture that us pastors love to quote? Um, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall, shall yeah, flourish, flourish in, the, in, you know, in the house of the Lord. Uh, Psalm 92, 13. And I, uh, I got it in my heart one day that the will of God for the people who are planted in our house, mm -hmm. our church, the will of God for those people is them for to flourish. And if they can't flourish, uh, 
why would they keep turning up? Wow. So I said, it's my responsibility to build the kind of church that's healthy, that people would want to be a part of. And so I was preaching in a creative church this morning. I could sense it's a healthy, unified church. Doesn't wow. mean there's always someone out there who sure. got something to say. There's always but somebody. The, but the reality is it's a unified church. And you can feel it because the, the air is light mm. in a good way. The air is light. In other words, have you ever been in a place where there's a split happening or a division of oh, the yeah. air is thick, the confu- confusion reigns supreme. And, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I feel like people want to be a part of something healthy and healthy things grow. Right. And so a church with vision, a church that's evangelistic, a church where people walk in and they can sense God's presence. I think there's so many elements to it. I think healthy community, actually building community, um, all of these things contribute. But yeah, I think, uh, and believe again, believing in people, hmm. believing in people, giving people opportunity. Wow. Is big. That's huge. Hmm. We, we started um, 19 years ago with four people, um, grew up Pentecostal, spirit filled. And, you know, you saw, you know, just some things that made you think, man, our church is just, I believe in this, but we're not growing, you know, and you can kind of slide away from that and kind of end up in this seeker friendly. And what God's done in our heart these last several years is just really bringing us back, you know, with the Holy Spirit and, you know, the gifts of the Spirit in our church. What would you say to pastors about, you know, how crucial, you know, the Holy Spirit is in their church and how how tractional that actually is? Uh, well, let me start first by you saying that you started with four people. Yeah. Now you've got eight children. Yeah. So you've literally <laughs> multiplied a hundredfold, doubled the size of the church. That's just, right. Whatever just, we got to do, Pastor Just Brian. by reproducing. <laughs> so that's very clever. That's a good strategy right there. But honestly, you talk about the Holy Spirit, and I really feel like people don't come to church for a motivational speech. Uh, they don't come to church for the lights and the cameras and the... You know, all the fancy right. bells and whistles, those things all help us and assist sure. us to do what we've got to do. People come to connect with Jesus, to sense the presence of God. And uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit is welcomed into church and welcomed into our services, uh, it's, it's a magnet. It's interesting, I can think over the years of times where we had like anointing services or revival services or, uh, you know, like we we at times anointed the whole crowd with oil and so on. You think, oh, you know, new people will be turned off. But I've found it's exactly the opposite, Hmm. Uh, that that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, you know, the, the, the Spirit of God in evidence, you know, through... Uh, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecy, and right. all of these things. It's like a magnet. It actually wow. attracts people. Because when you can walk into a building and it's like, hits you in the face, it's tangible. Uh, that's what the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit will melt the hardest heart. So people can come in cynical, you know, where am I? What is mm. this? But God will melt their heart. So the Holy Spirit's critical. And I don't think we should ever apologize for being right on. charismatic Pentecostal people, uh, believing in the Holy Spirit, believing to see the Holy Spirit, people's lives filled with the Holy Spirit, believing to see uh, the Holy Spirit uh, in a dynamic way, wow. uh, bringing miracles and all of those wonderful things that God does, 
then I feel like it's it's a magnet. It actually attracts people. Wow. Uh, so good. Who are some of the people that, that you would say shaped you, shaped, shaped some of your heart in ministry and really impacted um, <laughs> your life that, God, that you glean to? God, God used different people at different times. Uh, in fact, way back, thirty over 30 years ago, three people came into our lives. One was Pastor Ray McCauley in South Africa, and he had like this revival going on, like a massive church. And like we went to their conference and had never seen anything like it. Hillsong Conference was just a tiny thing then. And, they, you know, there was such momentum and people lying around the building wanting to get in. And so uh, he, back in those days, had a big impact just on what church could be. And then, you know, he, 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 I just never believed God could do what we saw in South Africa, in Australia. But miraculously, over the decades to come, uh, a conference was created, Hillsong Conference, that was multiple times larger than what had inspired us. So when it comes to church life and maybe leadership wisdom, he had a big impact. And then Casey Treat, uh, some of you may know, you, you, yeah, you may know, he's in Seattle, and his whole thing's renewing the mind. And, uh, you know, help me to see, because I'm like you, I grew up in a strict Pentecostal background, and I think I, I started to see God different hmm. in terms of God's heart toward us. You know, we grew up, and, you know, you'd be scared to go to the movies. What if Jesus comes again? Wow. You know, and you're in the movie yeah. house. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was. I lived with yeah. the fear of missing the rapture, maybe yeah. getting caught. With the, but I know with the why Jesus doesn't go to movies because yeah. he's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning <laughs> and the end. Like he already knows how the movie's going to end. Right. So. But uh, you know, so that kind of and, and I think my eyes opened to a God of abundance, a God who wanted to bless us. Uh, and then the other was a pastor called Rick Goldman, who was a teacher, wow. and uh, you know he. Had, so those three guys at that time. But over the years, there's been all sorts of people that inspire me. I mean. Uh, everyone from Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, Pastor Tommy Barnett has been a very, yeah, very legends. close friend of mine. So I could keep quoting names. Uh, Reinhard Bonke was somebody who I was blessed to get to know well. But, you know, his crusades in Africa, you know, basically millions of people impacted and so on. <laughs> so, so I found at different stages of our lives, different people have impacted us. Wow. And, you know, I thank God for every single one of them. Well, like I said, when we started, you've uh, just been a legend in our life and have impacted us. Um, I just find the, you know, it hard to come up with the words to really uh, explain how much you and Pastor Bobby have impacted uh, our church. Uh, almost done, but on a practical, I know you're a big sports fan. Who's, who, would, who would you say are tougher uh, football players, American football players, or, or rugby players? You really want to get into this? <laughs> Who needs pads and helmets? Tell exactly. Me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot more people with brain damage in rugby than there probably there is in the NFL. <laughs> quite possibly, quite yeah. possibly. Great answer. Great answer. Well, um, hey, one last question here on comparison because I hear this a lot. And, you know, as a guy who started his church um, right at 20 years ago with four, um, you know, I struggled many times in comparing myself to other churches and feeling like I'm insignificant or I'm never going to do if any, anything of any significance. And what could you just say to people watching who, you know, would struggle with self-doubt and, you know, because they're comparing themselves to what they see on social media and those kind of things? It's human nature. 
I think you know our unredeemed selves will always go to comparison which you'll never win. There's always someone doing more than you. There's always someone who's right. better looking than you. There's always someone who's got more money than you. So, you know, it's just, you're just beating yourself up by even going down that road. There's always someone probably whose church is more established, but they're sure. reaching more people than you. Yes, uh, Paul says, you know, Second Corinthians 10 verse 12, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves uh, with those who, whatever he says, but, you know, basically those who compare themselves, measure themselves, class themselves are not wise. And then he goes on and he talks about living within the sphere of the grace God has given us. So he's telling the Corinthians that sphere includes you. And you know what? If we could all just realize God has given us a sphere for which we're graced and we could somehow learn to be comfortable with that, it will propel us further than we could ever imagine. When we try to be who we're not, we try to be someone else, uh, it will always, in fact, restrict you. Mm. Be yourself. Be who God called you to be. Yeah. Uh, we've got a fellow uh, friend we've been talking about, Dr. Dave Martin. Look, he's a character. Yeah. In all the, in <laughs> all the, in all the good ways, he's a character. Yeah, there's only one Dave He's Martin. hilarious. I spoke to him last weekend. He turns up with a big star magnet <laughs> on his hood of his car with a picture of me on it. So I'm at the airport and... All the people out on the Kerbal looking at this and, you know, thinking, who is, who is this, this guy? guy? Well, the point is, he's just, he's just content to be himself. Yeah. And, and by doing that, God's used him nationally yeah. and internationally. So be yourself. Live within the sphere God has appointed you, given you. Come on. Yeah. And embrace your name, Brozazog. The only, Brozazog. I'm the only one. <laughs> Look at that, bros and all. Yeah, you Google that last name, yeah. it's it's my family, you know, totally. <laughs> Pastor Brian, you spoke such a great word uh, today um, to our church creative. And um, I was, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I remember uh, we were in this little building at the uh -huh. time. The church was maybe 100 people. And I watched this vision video that you came out with, the church that I see. Uh -huh. And... I'll never forget it. Like, I'll never forget it. And it just so inspired me. And what I'd love you to do as we just kind of close this is if you just pray a blessing over what you see God doing um, just at Creative Church. What do you see God doing just in the church globally? Um, and, and we'll just we'll kind of end with that just just as a, you know, just a, a, a father to so many spiritually. Uh, if you just pray that blessing over us, that'd be great. Amen. Be honored to do so. So, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name for the opportunity we have to serve you, Lord, to lead churches and fulfill your calling and live with your purpose and understand that we're saved and graced for that purpose. Lord, I just thank you in Jesus' name that you are the God who is faithful. And Lord, we speak that faithfulness into the lives of people who are part of this podcast. Lord, I just thank you in Jesus' name. You open doors that no man can shut. Father, you make a way where there is no way. Lord, you fulfill your promise in our lives. And even those, the days are becoming difficult. Lord, 
I believe you can give us an ease where we live within the sphere that you appointed us for. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I just speak life. I speak health. I speak your promise. I speak increase into the lives of leaders and pastors and church builders, Lord, and for people who are all about fulfilling your purposes in their life. We say, have your way, Father. And in Jesus' name, we just thank you that your faithfulness is going to see us through to the exceeding and abundant and above that only you can bring. We thank you for it, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Brian, for taking the time to do this. And we want to encourage you to like and subscribe to the channel. And we'll see you back here on our next podcast. God bless you. God bless.